You are listening to 51st Dates Houston. I'm Connie Leon, your host. We will be discussing relationships and dating and everything in between with people from all walks of life. So get ready. Hi, guys, and welcome back to 51st Dates Houston. Today, I have a very special guest, and um, we're going to start off with who she is, what she does, and a little background story, and then how we met. So let us know who you are, what you do. Yeah, hi. I'm Laura, by the way. By the way is my actual last name, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> it really is. It's pretty It's pretty fun. And um, so I'm a coach. I'm a life coach. And I work specifically with people who are recovering from narcissist abuse. So anyone who has narcissists in their life or are recovering from toxic relationships, that's, that's, my, um, that's my focus. And I live here in Houston. I'm originally from New Orleans, and um, we've been living here about three years. What else? How, uh, how old are you? I am 34. <laughs> Think about it. 34. <laughs> and you're married? Yes, I'm married. We've married 10 years. Awesome. Which is amazing. And um, you have two boys, and you have a baby on the way. That's right. Yes. <laughs> which I was so confused about because I haven't seen you throughout COVID. Um, so, yeah. So, who you are, what you do, and then um, you said you've only been in Houston for three years, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So, again, the way I explain my questions are very much, like, pertain to you but because you're a specialist and you do your life coaching I think that it's also going to be awesome to just kind of hear your perspective and more a more professional setting right because I'm not a professional like I'm not a therapist or a licensed anything so I'm just kind of talking from experience versus Mm -hmm. like a professional side and then the way you and I met we met at a networking event Mm -hmm. right before all the shutdown happened maybe January February yeah I think it was right around there being cold (laughs) and first of all your name was like a draw you know I was like oh (laughs) super cool name and then just the fact that you were a life coach and we started talking about the narcissist side of everything we started talking about like is this cultural like have I grown up with a narcissist so that to me was extremely interesting and I love that about it about you so okay my first question is okay best and worst first date oh my gosh (laughs) so it can be either one it can be either your best or your worst (laughs) you're like where do I pick from (laughs) Oh, that's so exciting. All right. Um, let me think. Okay. My best first date was probably with my now husband. Mm-hmm. So we met at college. I went to school out in Utah and he took me out to this little restaurant and we had a really great time. And the great thing about this date was not what he did or where he took me. It was like the the conversation just flowed like we were in sync. There was no weird games being played. You know how people do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just felt completely comfortable with him. And I had a really, really great time. Uh, he took me back to his place. And we just, like, watched a show. And it, like, wasn't even a big deal. And he took me out for ice cream. I mean, it was just simple and, like, sweet and casual and easygoing. It was just, it was a great date. I love that. Let me think. The worst date <laughs> oh my gosh, I haven't thought about this in for so long. <laughs> I've been married 10 years, so right. yeah, that's cool. I, I would have to say, I guess I was 16. Okay. Uh, so I didn't really, I mean, I had like boyfriends in high school, but um, I went on dates as well because, you know, my, my parents encouraged me to just go on dates, not to actually be in relationships. Which right. Super smart when you're right. 16. When you're 16, don't be in relationships. <laughs> <laughs> um. It was so uncomfortable. Like, 
he he took me to I think we went to a like a roller coaster park or something like that but um I I guess it was it wasn't bad because of what he did it was bad because I was so uncomfortable I was 16 I was in love with this dude like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unbelievably heavy heels with in love with him and I was going on a date with him, which was crazy to me. I never thought I would ever go on a date with him. and um, But I was so scared and so nervous that I was, like, a clam the whole time. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was so hard. I just, like, didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to think. I was freaking out. It was so uncomfortable. Because you were so young. I mean, right? it's such a, yeah. <laughs> I think thinking back now, I'm like, would I really let my daughter date at 16 or 15? You know, like, right? I mean, I went out. Like, I went out in high school to the roller skating rink. You know, those cute little, you know, kid dates. And I'm like, would I really, like, no. I think I would more encourage her to just hang out with your friends and yeah. have fun. Because that sounds like such a stressful situation. (laughs) For 16. Yeah, no. Thinking about it now, I'm like, that's so much stress. We we don't deserve it. (laughs) You don't deserve it. We're trying to pass a high school. We're trying to figure out how to drive. Like, we don't need all that drama. Mm -mm. (laughs) But when you're 16, like, ain't nobody going to tell you no. Right, right. That's the other thing. You had to experience that to kind of say, oh, okay, this is not what I expected. Yeah, no. And it it makes sense, of course. Yeah, Yeah, because you're right. I'm pretty sure my parents probably said no a million times, right. and then I still did it anyway. <laughs> I still so. did it. Yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> um, so you're obviously not on any dating apps because you're right. married. Right. But how do you feel about dating apps? Like, you know, I'm pretty sure your clients or, you know, people yes. that you work with are on them. Yes. So how do you feel or what is, like, your perspective of that world? Okay, so I never did dating apps because I'm, like... Uh, it was just right before all those came out. Okay. Uh, I did do some online dating when I was, uh, like, dating right before we got married. And uh, this is my perception. I think it's a jungle out there. Oh my Girl, gosh. yes. You don't even know. <laughs> but it's a great way to meet people really efficiently. Right. Right? So there's there's good about it, and then there's bad. And you've just got to be able to navigate and put up with some of the bad so that you can actually get to a decent person. There's, I mean, so much bad, so much garbage to get through. But that's just dating in life, like right? Like, right. I, in my opinion, dating is about getting through all the garbage so you find the one person for whom it works for the rest of your life. I love that I'm hearing this from you right now. Like, I'm just... <laughs> My mind is like, yes. <laughs> right? Because li- literally they're all going to fail except one. Right, right. Right. So you have to be willing to fail like a hundred times before right. you get to the gold. And right. trust me, there is gold out there, people. And it's worth the wait, worth the work. I I have a friend who, um, I because I am on Bumble. That's a good one. I and um, yeah. And so <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Um, and so I post, I do like my Bumble swipes when I'm on it and I post about it. And one of the ladies that follows me, she's a mom and she's like, girl, I had to swipe 5,000 times before I found my husband. And I was like, 5,000 times. I'm like, <laughs> I probably swiped like 300, but okay. Like, you know, oh. here I go. Keep swiping. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so, but it's true, right? Like yeah. it's a filter. It's a really good filter and you're right. Like. It's a good way to filter out the good and the bad almost from the get where it's just, it's easier and it's better. But, but yeah, so that, I love that. That's great. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. So traditional versus the chase. That's always a topic that we talk about because, um, I have girlfriends that are older and they're very traditional and, you know, you should let him chase you. One of my girlfriends, she's always like, Connie, let him lead, you know, and that'll be your answer. And I'm like, well, sometimes 
they're so lost. Like I cannot let him lead. I need to lead and then figure it out. So what is your perspective on that? Or how did, you know, with your husband, how did that come about? Like, did you guys have a traditional, like he looked for you or was it not traditional? So with my husband and I, it was more traditional. Um, what I loved about him was that he asked me on our first date because we were all hanging about or hanging out together in a group of friends. And I could tell in that group that other guys were interested in my friend and I, but they didn't have the guts mm-hmm. to like ask mm-hmm. us out. Right. And I respected him so much. He was like, hey, I'd really like to take you out sometime. Can I have your number? He was direct. He was simple. Yes. Kind, like, but not creepy and weird. That's awesome. It was awesome. You don't see that a lot. You don't see that a lot. Oh my gosh. And it, it's sad because men don't realize how much... I don't know, like power, I guess is the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but just Well, they're, they're taking that lead and like yeah. making, taking that initiative and it, it makes you feel like, wow, this guy's, you know, it's that like alpha yeah. kind of yes. like taking charge. <laughs> women, women want that. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of how independent and strong we are, we, we can still be want both. That. Yes. 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 Exactly. We absolutely can be both. And yeah. I, I, I consider myself a very independent, ambitious person. And I still appreciated that about him. Definitely. You know? And so that, I, like, I wasn't interested in him when I first met him. But when he did that, it was like, oh, hello. Okay. You, <laughs> you deserve a first date. I don't care who you are. Right. Because of the way you asked me out, you deserve a first date. Right? At least that was me. So he was really traditional in that he was... It, his head was in the game, and he was ready to find a partner. Right. I think that makes a huge difference. If you're just dating for fun, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Date for fun. Have a good time. Get to know right. people. But at this time in his life, he was dating for a purpose. That's awesome. So how yeah. old were you guys when you met? Oh, my gosh. We were 23. Oh, okay. Okay. We so you're babies. both the same age. 23. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Super young. <laughs> but still, I mean, for him to be that determined, that's yeah. awesome. Uh, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Because he just knew what he wanted. He, Ryan, my husband's name's Ryan. He's the type of guy who he wanted a family. He came from a big family. He loves being a dad. He wanted to be a dad. He wanted to be married. You know, he wasn't trying to mess around and like play mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You want to waste any time. He was just, he was ready. And right. that's just him. Not everyone is ready like that. That's okay. You can right. be 40 and ready. Like you can be, uh, who cares at what age? But for him, he was ready. So, right. And right. I happened to be too. So that was good. It worked out. <laughs> it worked out really, really good. Um, and then, oh, what was the... Just the traditional versus, versus the, the chase. chase. Okay. Yeah. So with with that, I think it just depends on who you are. Because in my opinion, the dating relationship and the meeting and as you grow and develop, like, it becomes its own organic animal, basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there should be any strict rules about it has to be traditional or it has to be this way. It just has to be you and it has to be him. And what is it like with you and him together? And it's right. its own special thing, yeah. you know? And so with, with Ryan, he always took the initiative to ask me out, but there were times where one the, one time I was like, you know what? I'd like to ask you out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and he loved it. He was, yeah. It was like put a lot of pressure off of him. I invited him over to my house. I cooked dinner with him and we had an amazing time. And it was a really big turning point in our relationship when I felt ready to like take it to the next level. Like, okay, let's instead of just be dating, let's mm-hmm. be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that vulnerability there. I think um, it is so vulnerable to ask someone out. Yeah. Because you're opening yourself up to rejection. Mm-hmm. And 
and in the dating world you must have you must have the courage to deal with so much rejection so much rejection so much rejection <laughs> and uh shameless plug for life coaching here um <laughs> it, it, rejection is about what you make it mean about you when someone says no mm-hmm. so if you can go into the dating world and be willing for someone to say no to you but you not make it mean that you're not good enough that you're never going to find someone that you know, there's something wrong with you. If you can leave that drama out of it, mm-hmm. you can hear no and then move on to the next one. It's right. like, oh, that's not meant to be. Who's next? Like, right. let's keep going. Let's the keep the going. bounce back kind of thing, right? Exactly. I was talking about it with someone in one of the other podcasts that, yeah, I think for myself, like, I've learned now, like, to hear the no and to be okay with it. I think before I would be the drama and get all of my feelings like, yep. oh, my God. And now... Maybe even now, you know, I hear the no and it's like, oh, okay, you know, I'll kind of get in my feelings for a minute and then I'll be like, eh, next. You know, exactly. The bounce back is so much better and so much easier now. Good. Because I know, you know, because I know that there is someone out there, you know, eventually the 5,000, when I get to number 4,000, what is it? 4,999, the 5,000 swipe. That's it. Will be it. So, (laughs) right. You're right. You're so focused on the right thing because I think people approach dating with this, this attitude of, I have to receive um, success or, like, be able to date well, quote-unquote, and I do that so that I can feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. Like, you're Mm -hmm. using the dating process to manage your own emotion, Mm -hmm. and that's not appropriate, and you're going to – it's going to be worse. It's going to be so much bad. Right? Right? So you have to come to the dating world um, with the sense of confidence that there is someone, and it's not his job to make me feel good about myself. Right. Right. And and if you release them from that expectation, you're going to be so much happier. The process is going to be so much easier. You're going to deal with so much less devastation. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. much less drama. Yeah. yeah. And I think what you said, the process, right? It's a process. It really it's is. like everything else. I was just talking to one of my girlfriends, like my patience is like not there sometimes. Right. I'm thinking like, dude, just fall in love with me. Like, just <laughs> come on. Just I'm so awesome. Just fall in love with me already. But doesn't work that way you know it doesn't work that way and I've learned to understand it I've learned to deal with it in a much better more productive way than like going out and getting drunk because you know at one point you know that's where I was and that's okay yeah yeah and so now definitely it's more um going inward and just really figuring out even today I had a conversation with um one of the ladies who's also been on my podcast and she she just said that again she's like what are you really looking for you know is it are you really doing the inner work and I'm sitting there going, yes, I did. And then I start crying. I'm like, no, I have it. I need to think about X, Y, Z. So it's a process. It really is. And there has to be so much patience with it. So much. So much patience. And one of the things that I do with my, because a lot of my clients are dating. Okay. Because they have uh, gotten out of narcissist relationships. We're doing the inner work to recover. And then I say, okay, it's time to get back out there. <laughs> yeah. And it's scary. And they don't yeah. want to experience what they've experienced before. But one thing I have them do is this little exercise mm-hmm. where you actually you write down piece by piece, little detail by detail, exactly what you want in a partner. And I'm, I'm not kidding by detail. I'm saying like, what color are their eyes? Like, do they wear glasses? I'm going to show you my notebooks because I have that. You have that. Oh, I'm so glad. Okay. That's so good. Where are you going to meet? Like, what are his parents like? You know, what kind of life do you want? And you really design it and you create in your mind the reality of this person. Right. And 
and and you feel what it feels like to be with this person you've got to make sure it reaches your emotional mm-hmm. self like mm-hmm. your body because um that energy when you go out into the world it becomes a magnet and then that type of guy is the guy that's that it you that's gonna find you attract right yeah. and that's exactly what i was talking about with the other lady that i was talking about this morning she told me the exact same thing right she's like you have to write it down i'm like i do she's like then there's got to be something that you're like you got to think about yourself and what you're still kind of attracting in these specific guys that that's you, right? Like, what is it about you that you're still attracting the guy who's not available for exactly. you? Exactly. So that's where I'm at. Okay. I'm, I'm in this very, like, today. Today was the day that I was like, I'm determined <laughs> to figure this out. So, yeah. So, definitely the inner work. It's all about the inner work, right? It really is. So, yeah. Um, okay. The next question is the mind games. And I think you kind of mm-hmm. touched on it. Mm-hmm. That your husband, he didn't, there was no mind games, mm-hmm. right? It was just straightforward. Yep. There was no... That to me is like, wow. And being 39 and like dating guys who are older, I'm like, even men in their 40s. Right. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Get your shit together. Right. So, yeah, the, the mind games is sometimes something that um, I don't like to entertain it, mm-hmm. but you kind of fall into that routine of like entertaining it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It is. Mind games come from fear. Okay. Right. So, if Well, okay. Sometimes they come from fear. Sometimes they come from control. And so if you, when you're trying to control the outcome Mm -hmm. of the date or of the relationship, right? You start to play games. You try to manipulate. It's about manipulation. And if you're not afraid of how it's going to end, you can just be direct. I remember when we were going on dates, I just loved how refreshing it was for him to be like, hey, so I really like you. How do you feel about me? (laughs) That's awesome. That's so awesome. I like that. Literally no other guy Guys had ever done that. Guys don't do that. They don't do that because <laughs> they're afraid of what you might say. They're afraid they're not good enough. I get that. But so are we. But so are we. Right? They just don't we deal could with be it vulnerable and say, hey, I really like you. Thanks for taking me out. I'd love to have you take me out again. And they say, oh. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, bye. Shoot. Right. Like, okay, bye. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm having a great time. Maybe let me know if that if that works for you. Right? right? Somehow, you know, cut through all the garbage and just be direct. And you'll be so much more efficient in the yes. process. Instead of, like, dragging it out. And I don't want to hurt her feelings. I don't want to hurt his feelings. This is uncomfortable. I'm like, you're like, saying that and I'm thinking in my mind. <laughs> Oh, I've got to cut something off soon because you know, <laughs> I need to be, that's usually my policy, right? It's like being just very open and, and I've, and I've had a couple guys even say like, oh, you cut this off even before it started. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I just, I know already, you know, and yeah. I know, and I know, and that's it. I know. And I can't go around it. I have to be that way because right. I'm not going to talk to you two months later and be like oh you know what I don't really like you like that like what are you still doing here you know because that's exactly. even worse it's even worse to lead people on and waste everyone's time yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. I've had that situation where you get into these situationships right people talk about all the time <laughs> we're like a guy's like oh yeah we see each other we're talking and everything and three months later it's like oh no I was just your friend like mm-hmm. damn could you have said that three months ago before I kind of got right. in the- yeah so definitely being direct for me is important very important um so I guess, I don't know, like, let's think about this question. Something okay. that you think, uh, something that you wish you knew about dating before you started dating. It could mm. pertain to your personal. I mean, because you were 24. Yes. I mean, the beauty about the dating process is that I did figure it all out through the process. Right. But <laughs> uh, I guess what I wish I would have known is that my uh, sense of being attracted to someone mm-hmm. was not what I thought it was. Mm. So 
Okay, so I'm an expert with narcissism and all that. And what I like to call um, a, a narcissist-trained brain is the type of brain that is fundamentally drawn to that which will hurt you mm. because our subconscious brains want the thing that is familiar, even if it's painful. And so when I would, like, I have a sixth sense, like I can find the narcissist in the room and it's really easy because I can just figure out whom I'm naturally attracted to. Right. Because my, because I have that filter, you know, it's so fun. And, I mean, it wasn't <laughs> fun at the time, it's fun now. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun now. <laughs> so, so I would be attracted to these guys and I would think, and I would make it mean that that attraction was, oh yeah, this could work and I'm really drawn to them and there's going to be a lot of spark and there's gonna be a lot of passion it's gonna be great when really i i was drawn to the roller coaster the oh my gosh when it's good it's good and oh my gosh when it's bad it is really bad and like they take advantage of you and they you know blame you and they use you you know all these things and that was my pattern that's who i was fundamentally drawn to wow every single time so i wish someone had told me in high school like in high school, that would yes. have been so nice. Yes. Um, I was like, I, I know that you have a crush on this person. It's because you have a narcissist-trained brain, and you need to do the opposite of what, what you're, you're attracted to. Right. And I did eventually figure that out, because with my husband, I was not attracted to him when I first met him. Oh, wow. Right? I thought he was kind of like, eh, like, you're okay. Like, you're not Average, ugly. Right. But, like, I'm just, I'm not feeling it. There's just not, it, it's missing. That spark. That, that spark yeah. is missing. So I made that mean it wasn't meant to be. And so we actually, he took me out on a few dates and then I did exactly what I told you, you should do. Mm -hmm. I was direct with him right? and I ended it. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to waste your time. Mm -hmm. I'm just not feeling it. And it broke his heart, blessed his heart. And, (laughs) (laughs) but I was willing, you know, to do that because Mm -hmm. I didn't want, you know, I wanted to make room for the one, the thing that I wanted. And so, you know, months passed by, we're kind of in each other's like friendship circles. So I saw him occasionally and he asked me out again. And I thought, look, if you if you ask someone you has who has rejected you, if you ask them out, like that's on you. I'm gonna get free dinner. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like I'm just going with the flow here. Just gonna go with the flow. I'm like dating a bunch of guys at the same time. Like, right. who cares? I'm not too worried about it. And um, it took several dates and more experiences with the abusive type guys because mm. I had been dating them too. Um, and I realized, wait a second, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what if what I feel around Ryan isn't a lack of attraction? What if I just feel peaceful? Right. What if I just feel like I'm at home? Right. And when that occurred to me and I started to see things completely differently, everything shifted. And right. I had a different kind of attraction to him. Right. There wasn't this like, you know, survival mechanism, like yeah. adrenaline rush when I was around him. But there was just this like peaceful calm relaxed feeling and from that moment on I felt like I couldn't be apart from him you know right was that amazing that is I think there's like a meme or something that talks about that where it's like if you feel butterflies or if someone makes you feel nervous that's not it Yes. Right. It's more of like the peaceful, the calm, like that's where yes. it's Yes, it really is. It makes wow. such a difference because we've been married now 10 years. Right. And our relationship ages like a fine wine. It just gets better. Wow. And we've been through some hard things. Right. And our marriage has been challenged. But had I been with someone who was up and down roller coaster, you know, it would have like we would have been divorced by now. And mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. that divorce is a bad thing, like it's actually a very good thing because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> when it needs to happen it needs to happen right right? don't be ashamed of it but um you know we wouldn't we wouldn't have 
the relationship I have now and I learned I learned so much from him he's taught me so much about boundaries and about being in a healthy relationship you know all those things that I didn't know when mm-hmm. I was in my mm-hmm. 20s and just by living just by being his example I've learned so much and he's learned from me obviously I'm sure right. he can tell you the same thing and right. Um, we've just, we've been through hard things together that has made us stronger. And so you just, you want someone that like, if you really want it for the long haul, there's just so much more to consider right. than just like general instant attraction. Right. Right. right? Cause I, I just thought the heavens would open. I thought the angels would sing and I thought like, this is the one, like I, yes. And I think that's happen. all of us, right? Like yeah. I think for myself too, I'm like, Oh no. Nope, I know. I'm waiting for like that moment, right? Like you said. So yeah, that's I love that. That's interesting. I mean, because I'm pretty sure everybody's in that place of like that spark isn't there. It's just not meant to be. We're gonna move on. Yeah. And that's awesome that he came back and asked you out again. It's a it's a miracle, y'all. <laughs> I, like I, if he had not done that, I don't know where I'd be. <laughs> Maybe I would have figured it out with someone else. That's a possibility. But right. I mean, I, I think it like it's legit a miracle. Like he had this thought in his mind, you should ask Laura out again. Wow. Right? Like, oh, it was like, like people, you know, on yeah. the other side, I don't know how religious everyone is. but <laughs> That's awesome, though. I love that. Yeah. That is so cool. And I think I've heard that a lot where people are like, um, yeah, we were together and then we broke up and it took like a year or months or whatever. And then we got back together and now we're married. So yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I hear stories like that all the time. Um, okay. So do you pay for a first date? Mm, I mean, I never have. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that it's one of the big questions of like who pays. And of course nowadays, like, and we talked about it in other podcasts where it's like, because we're so independent and strong and like, Guys think, oh, well, you should be able to pay if you're so independent. But at the same time, it's like, well, but you asked me out. Like, why Mm -hmm. can't you pay for it? So what's your perspective on that? Yeah, I think if you're being asked out, Mm -hmm. like you're the guest, I think it's on the the person asking you out to at least offer to pay. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, that's my thing. I, everyone can have their own different opinion, but right. I think if like, like, for example, if I had asked him out, I would offer to pay. Right. Um, but I would also give him the opportunity if he wanted to. I mean, uh, there is that tradition. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There. Right. Um, and you think so even on the first date versus like he pays the first date and then the dates after that you'll offer kind of thing. Yeah. I think, you know, when you're adults and you have your own careers and stuff, right. right like, I, I think we can break with tradition and just be honest with each other and be like, hey, I am happy to pay for my end. What are you thinking? What was right. your plan? Right. And if his, uh, I think the attitude makes a huge difference. If his attitude is right. just like, yeah, I don't pay for anyone, right? Then you, then definitely. Just that's, don't not even, yeah, that's not it. Yeah, that's not it. But if he's just like, yeah, you know, I was, I was planning on just us, you know, paying for each other. If that's okay with you. Like, I don't know. It just depends yeah, yeah. how the response is. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I like that. That makes sense. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that makes a lot of sense for me. Um, so I guess like before, you know, you got married or whatever, what would have been like the biggest deal breaker for you? Uh, biggest deal breaker. Hmm. Maybe like a history of cheating. Okay. May have been a big deal breaker for me oh yeah um bad habits like smoking or um drinking I didn't want to be with someone who drank alcohol personally Mm -hmm. um or let me think Hmm. what's another deal breaker 
that they have have cats. <laughs> You're not a cat person. I'm just so allergic. Oh, I mean, it yeah, would not work. Funny. That is so funny. You know, I didn't think I was a cat person, and then I started seeing this one guy, and he had cat a cat. And afterwards, I was like, oh, they're not so bad. So, I guess. I, I mean, I didn't have allergies, so I guess if I would have had allergies, <laughs> I'd have been like, uh, no, hell no. Because, yeah, I'm still, I mean, I'm not a big cat person, but, I mean, after, like, being with him and stuff, I'm like, oh, this is not so bad. I can do it. Right. <laughs> I'm not anti-animal, but I am anti-allergic reaction. Allergies. So I'm pretty that. sure that's just in general. Right. That's not necessarily for cats. Another thing, um, I remember when I was dating, one of the big deal breakers for me was, do they play video games a lot? Oh. Now, I'm not a huge anti-gamer person. Okay. Like, you're, my husband has an Xbox. He plays video games occasionally. But there's the type of guy that mm-hmm. just plays video games all day, who's on his phone all day. And now that I'm coming from the perspective that I have now, I realize that's like a buffering mechanism. It's like a way to escape. It's a way mm-hmm. to like manage your boredom and things like that. And, you know, for me, it's just really important that uh, a man has, you know, his priorities and his perspectives in order so that like yeah it's fine to play video games sometimes to like release and blow off steam right but you know i i have so many friends whose husbands that's all they do oh wow all the time yeah it they they call it's like a video game widow like situation right 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 there's like whole facebook groups dedicated it's really sad Mm -hmm. because now they have kids and they've been married and it's like they're checked out so and and video games themselves are not evil right it's just a mechanism to check out so anything where this guy is always checked out i was gonna say could it be anything else right it absolutely could be anything else i mean it could be work right right Uh, i know women who are married to men that work 80 hour weeks and it's like i didn't marry you so you'd be gone all the time right right (laughs) you know and and they just it's just filling those voids with something else versus like dealing with it maybe right right exactly and facing it no definitely i can see that definitely that would be for me something that like yeah because then it kind of takes away from like what are your life goals right like yeah what are you really working towards besides the video games exactly so yeah definitely that makes sense for kids is a big one too if 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 I knew that they that he was adamant about not having kids that would have have just had to have been a deal breaker right right. there's just no way because I wanted a family too and so yeah that would definitely be something um so what were like the top three qualities you were looking for when you were dating Okay, let me think. Hmm. <laughs> Top three. Um, a really kind person, mm-hmm. gentle, patient, kind person. Someone with decent career aspirations. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I wanted to be the type of, although it's kind of a hybrid, I'm a weird hybrid. Like, I'm very ambitious and I'm very, like, driven. But at the same time, I also wanted a family and I wanted to be able to say, okay, I'm going to stay home with the kids mm-hmm. if that's what we want to do I like that I mean I think I was kind of a hybrid too where at first I was like yeah this is what I want of course then my kids started getting older I started Mm -hmm. you know growing and evolving and I was like okay no wait this is what I really want you know so exactly that's good yeah um and then the third one was um um faith alignment Mm. that's huge you know we I want to be able to go to church on Sunday with you know with my husband same church you know raise our kids in the same faith Faith. I think Mm -hmm. it's absolutely possible to have a mixed faith marriage and be really really happy but for me that's just that's what I wanted yeah no and that makes sense for sure I'm I've so with my ex-husband and like myself 
he didn't really have a re- like he they were Catholic mm-hmm. but they weren't practicing Catholics mm-hmm. and so then it kind of evolved to like he became Catholic he had to convert because of me because we got married to the church and stuff and ultimately you know it was my kind of thing and it wasn't his right. so that's I think where the kind of dis connect or uh, you know we weren't aligned in that way yeah I mean ultimately yeah you know he would go to church and it was good and it was okay he wasn't like complaining about it or anything but um definitely now you know thinking about it and seeing that that's something that definitely has to align yeah I like that um so another question that was added yesterday Ooh. is a coffee date a date <laughs> good question <laughs> huh a coffee date, like, just, like, hanging out. Like, like you yeah. Like, meet someone there. No, no, yeah, or... like, yeah, yeah. So, someone asks you out for on a date, but to have coffee. Like, let's meet up for coffee versus, like, dinner I think that's a date. You would consider it a I date. I think that's a date. I mean, it's definitely, like, a, I don't know, like, a, a light version of a date. Right. <laughs> like, maybe a really... So, for me, I was like, yeah, that's considered a date because, um, like, I could say, you know what? I don't really like you to go out to dinner with you. Yeah. You know? So, it's a filter. Yeah, so okay. That I think it's appropriate. I thought it was appropriate, too. <laughs> Some people are very strongly about it, but that's fine. Like, that's, everybody's different. Everyone's different. It's totally um, fine. Is sex important? <sighs> well, uh, yes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking about it from the perspective of, and it's true, like, for me, sex is important, but it's not everything. No, it's not everything. Right. It's It's been a fascinating journey for me because, like, obviously, when we're first together, there's tons of, you know... Uh, sparks and passion in that respect and then as you know our relationship progressed right like and we started to have kids you know (laughs) the the sex drive changes it changes and well the time and the availability of like kids and it's a mess yes it's a straight up mess and I was struggling with postpartum depression pretty heavily for like years Mm -hmm. in our marriage and uh, if if he had felt like that was just top priority, like, I don't know that we would have made it through, you know what I mean? Right. And so it, it it's really important, but at the same time, it's not everything. I think that people who come to the relationship seeking, you know, sexual satisfaction all of the time, and it's your job to make you feel satisfied, like, I, that will leave you a l- vulnerable to some problems that mm-hmm. could happen over time because the the relationship goes up and at least in our experience i mean right i, I know people who have amazing <laughs> yeah sex lives like for the entirety of their relationship and and people who start off kind of rocky, rocky but it gets better right it's a really complicated aspect of a relationship because especially with women um our sexuality is the type of thing that is not talked about. It's mm-hmm. not cultivated. It's <laughs> yeah, right. We it's taboo. Like it's nobody taboo. wants to talk about it the way the way we should. Yeah. Which is like it's normal. We're humans. Like sex uh-huh. is sex. It happens. It's not like you know how did you get here? Like you know <laughs> right. So yeah, <laughs> but there's a lot of like cultural weird cultural yes. expectations, yes. but also then weird cultural judgments on right. the, at the same time. Yeah. It's just there's a lot of weird stuff going on with female sexuality and with with men it's very simple yeah <laughs> At least that's been my experience right no and i think it's, it's true really really simple and so there's a, a lot of patience needs to be had but at the same time like if you're if you're dating and you know there's already problems mm-hmm. in the beginning i think that might be an issue to kind of consider your red flag right definitely a red flag mm-hmm. but at the same time don't necessarily write them off right away right. um I think the inner work is really important with that. Make sure that you come to the table. Because this is my opinion. It's hard. But 
I think it's so uh, valuable if you see your relationship as I come to the table completely whole, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have all my voids filled, at least as best as I can, mm-hmm. you know, and they come and, and their voids are all filled, right? You just get the privilege of sharing a life with someone, right? Mm-hmm. It's not their job to make you happy. It's not right. their job to keep you satisfied and vice versa, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think some men enter relationship thinking, okay, finally I have someone who I can always rely on to satisfy me in this particular way. And it's like, that's not real. Right. 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 And not all the time. I mean, yeah. at least not everyone. Right. right. And so if you're willing for it to be good sometimes and be bad sometimes and be somewhere in the middle sometimes, you know, um, I think, and then you be okay no matter what. Yeah. Right. That will set you up for a much better relationship experience. Um, At least that's, yeah, that's my opinion. And it's just like life in general. I mean, I'm not happy and upbeat and, you know, things aren't always great in my life in general all the Mm -hmm. time. Like, I mean, it just doesn't work that way. It really has moments when I'm super sad. I'm super happy. And then times when it's just like I'm coasting, right? Like everything is just kind of going where it's supposed to go. And that's it. Nothing exciting is happening. So, Yeah. yeah, definitely relationships for me. Like I, I see that. It's mm-hmm. it's a not necessarily a roller coaster, but just you know an up and down, a yes and no. It's yeah. it happens absolutely. And I think one of the big red flags with in that particular respect is, and this goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Are they using you to feel better? Are you using them to feel better? Right. Because if that's what's happening, it's not going to work in general. That's a great indication of uh, the pattern that the relationship is going to have in lots of different areas of the relationship. But if you can. If you can be together and it's about connection mm-hmm. and it's about like vulnerability mm-hmm. and it's about love and it's about trust, that's a whole new ball game. And you can really build such a strong, strong relationship, you right. know, instead of it being about, well, how do I feel good? And, or, you know, how do I make him feel good? Like that's not, I mean, that's not a, a terrible thing, right? but if that's your only thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you're really missing out on what it really could be. Right. I love that. Oh, my God. So much information. <laughs> now I, like, really need a one-on-one with you, a coaching session, because I'm, like, my brain is going, like, a million miles an hour. I'm, like, I don't even know where to start right now. But definitely, I love it. Thank you so much. This was so good. I feel like I said again, you're the first professional I bring on when it comes to, like, you know, this relationship expert and just um, really more in-depth than just experiences, right? Because yeah. now we're kind of getting the behind of, like, how does your mind really work? You know, those mm-hmm. red flags and, and yes. just kind of like we hear about the inner work all the time, but it's when you really sit down and talk to a therapist or a life coach or somebody who just really knows how those things work that yeah. it just makes a big difference. So do you think that because of your coaching, because of your education, that like, d- does that make you different? Like would if you were dating right now, you would be a, t- a totally oh, different playing gosh. field. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> I can't believe I ever got married at 23. Like how, right. how like completely ignorant to everything that I was. And yet I made such a life altering decision. Right. But it went well for it you. It went well for me. Right. It was very miraculous. Right. And I, cause I, when I first got married, I was still like in need of all the work that I'm taking my clients through right now. Like, right. And right. it was not easy. Like I, 
I treated my husband like the narcissist in the relationship. I expected him to be the narcissist. Right. And when he did it, it was like a strange disappointment. And like, I created a lot of drama in the beginning of our marriage. And right. poor Ryan, he put up with it. And he was just so low drama that he was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Do what you do. <laughs> right. Do, do what you do. I'm going to go live my life and I'm going to be happy. So, you know, I'll, I'll be over here when you're ready. It was so great. I, I He taught me so much. Anyway, um. I think, yeah, I would be, oh, I, it, life would be so different if I were dating right now as, like, the person I am now. It would. So be. how long did it take you for, like, when you got married to, like, afterwards that you're, like, more well-prepared and more well-aware of yourself? Like, how long did that process take for you? Oh, gosh. A good, like, six or seven years. Wow. Like, we're, like, yeah. the last three years have been a, a huge source of growth tremendous growth for me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and our marriage. um, And Ryan was really patient through those years. And I wasn't a horrible person by any means, but I was just like a little bit of drama. (laughs) And then then I had like depression. I can't imagine that from you. Because you're so, I mean, you know, who you are, who I'm meeting now, who I know now is like not that person for me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, the resentment and the emotional manipulation tactics were all there. Wow. It was bad. And then I had depression for many years. Uh That was really, really hard for both of us. Right. And so um, I'm so grateful I found coaching because it really just took me to the next level and it really just like cleansed me of like all the crazy drama that I didn't even know that I had. Right. That's, that's the key. Like I, I thought I was being normal and right. I wasn't, I was, I Cause was, that's what we're used to. Right. That's right. what I keep hearing. Like you, you think this is normal. There's like a, not a meme, but like on TikTok, I'm on TikTok. It's like you, when you go from these bad relationships into a good relationship, you are kind of like not used to it. So yeah. you're like, what is this? Like, why is it being so nice? There's right? gotta be an alternative motive. Exactly. To, you know, yeah, so That's I think exactly it's because we're right. so used to it and we, we're not used to the good, so we're looking for the bad all the time, yep. and it's like, what the hell? What's going on here? So it's yeah, so real. We're looking yeah. for that drama. Right, because it, there, there's so much comfort in the drama, mm-hmm. even though it's painful. Right. <laughs> because when you're with someone who's healthy and you're not used to it, it's like this anxiety is always, always there. When is the shoe going to drop? Like, at least with, like, a crazy dude, you, like... You know. Well, you know. You know what to expect. It's the devil you know. Yes. Right? Versus the devil you don't. And you, like, you just feel like you're in a normal world when suddenly they start, like, going crazy on you. And you're like, oh, this is so painful. But, like, it was what I expected. And I feel really safe right now. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Whereas with a healthy guy, you're like, this is strange territory. I don't know what to do. I'm just more comfortable over here. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, right. It's crazy. That, it is crazy. It is. It is. Thank you so much yeah. for being here. Where can people find you? I'm on Instagram at Laura, by the way, coaching. Awesome. And I have a podcast. It's called Get Yourself Back. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bunch of other stuff, but those are the main things. Where they can find you and reach out and yeah. get, get your one-on-one coaching session because yes. this is good stuff. Oh, my gosh. It's so fun. I have so many clients. Seriously, they go from, like, really hard lives mm-hmm. to unimaginable. Okay, can I tell you about this one client? Yeah. So he was with his narcissist, and I... It's not my job to tell you to break up with mm-hmm, anyone, mm-hmm. right? I just work on your brain. And then you change your life ha- as you want, as you heal. And so he was he was dating this woman. And it, it, about four months into our uh, coaching, he texted me out of the blue that he broke up with her. And it was such a shock to me because, like, I wasn't coaching him to break up with her. I was just coaching him to have boundaries and coaching him to love himself and coaching right. him to, like, be confident. And, right. like, and you know, and he just realized all the stuff... He, 
that she was putting him through and what he put up with. And uh, nowadays, we've been coaching her almost six months now. Now he, I kid you not, like six dates a week. Okay, this man is in his late 50s. Wow. (laughs) Right? Like he... He's an amazing guy, obviously, because I know him really well. But he's on a journey. He's on a journey, yes. and he is going out with these fantastic women who are available, right? He, 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 he only wanted to be with women who hurt him, mm. and then I, I showed him the way, and he, he healed his brain, and now he's attracting naturally all of these like high quality women, wow. and he's just telling me all about it all the time. I'm just like, dude, you're amazing. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yes. I'm like, that would be more motivated to get a session. <laughs> I'm like, I need to attract all the good. Yes, it's real. It will happen. It feels like you're in a desert and there's nobody. But Mm -hmm. I promise you, you're literally surrounded by healthy guys. You just don't see them yet. Yes, that's Mm -hmm. definitely how I feel right now. I'm like, there's, I'm missing something. I'm, I'm not seeing it. I'm like, I need to get there. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening. And thank you, Laura. And go and find her, please, on Instagram and her podcast so you can get more information. And then, of course, I'll tag you on everything when I post everything. Yay. Thanks. Thanks.